Howdy, howdy, and welcome to But It Was Alien. Hi. The extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we probe true, real, legitimate, honest, actual alien encounters to determine for humanity's safety whether they really were actually bullshit. I'm today's chief investigator, Kevin the Grey, and with me is today's interrupting scallywag, Granville Moonwalker. <laughs> Show me them titties, Mooney. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> You got three nipples. We are actually going to get right into it today. This week, we are heading over to the country that gave us Maradona, Ooh. Eva Peron, otherwise known as Evita, and the 266th and current Pope at the time of recording, Pope Francis. And possibly the greatest footballer of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I'd generally go for Maradona <laughs> in terms of footballing mm. ability. <laughs> you swine. <laughs> You've got to wait until they're retired to judge the current generation, I think. No, no, you haven't. The Argentine Republic <laughs> is in the southern part of South America and was most likely named after the legends of the Silver Mountains, mythical sources of silver within South America around the 1500s. You know what else can be silver? Silver Surfer. UFOs. Silver Surfer would be a UFO, wouldn't he? He's not from this planet. He floats around in the sky. Well, if you know what he is, then he's not a UFO. I mean, he's not unidentified, I guess. But then he might be for people who don't know what he is. Well, so would a plane. <laughs> but I know what a plane is when I see a plane. If I saw the Silver Surfer, but someone else I'm not going to think that's the Silver Surfer. I would. <laughs> You know what else can be silver? Greys. <laughs> Don't you say they're grey. Onwards we go. This is the tale of father and son, Francisco and Carmelo Nunes, now popularly known by me as Freddie Nunes. <laughs> as the Nunes boys. Not Freddie, then. Not Freddie. They experienced something pretty extraordinary on the night of the 6th of July, 1978. Would you like to speculate as to where this one is going before we begin? Did they see the Silver Surfer? No. I'm not sure I care then. You just don't want to do the episode. I just... Are you that hard for the Silver Surfer? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, no. So okay. no thoughts about what the Nunes boys might be? What they might be? Well, yeah, we've got the Nunes boys here. No thoughts on who or what, what so they are. Not what they saw or experienced. What they might be. If that's how you want to go about Ooh. it, yeah. Do this father and son claim to be silver greys? Like silverback greys? No. Are they the silverback gorilla of the alien world? <laughs> Silverback Greys. See, I was I was thinking you were going to go for like music stars or gangsters. <laughs> no, you've gone for silverbacked alien Greys. Anywho, you've got to kind of convince me otherwise now. <laughs> He's a silverback gorilla Greys. So before I continue, just a big thank you to UFOinsight.com for this one. I saw a tweet linking to this, and it was a great source. So. It was around 9pm when 23-year-old Carmelo Nunes, 
or calm of the Nunes boys, drove his 66-year-old father, Francisco, or Fran of the Nunes boys, back to Mendoza following a business meeting in Maipu. (laughs) That's spelt M-A-I-P-U for our childish listeners. I was about to say, so childish of me, but (laughs) couldn't handle it. So we're in Maipu today. (laughs) (laughs) The silence, carry on. The Nunes boys were driving a 19... In your poo? (laughs) They were driving in my poo, yes. But they were driving a 1933 Chrysler four-door sedan. You know how those Nunes boys roll? Fran had been given the car by his parents, and Calm had just finished restoring the car to its former glory. It was spry. Even the tape player sounded great, which is no surprise. The Nunes boys were mechanics. So you can make the quite accurate assumption that both boys knew their way around a motor. They knew vehicles, and they knew the streets of my poo. What year was this? This was... 1978 You're making them sound like a proper gang Like a gang of uh, Mechanics <laughs> <laughs> Go around racing for pink slips <laughs> Getting new cars that way <laughs> Okay because they know They're mechanics They know their way around a motor mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean they know vehicles Because I'm also a qualified mechanic. I know motors to an extent. I wouldn't say I know every vehicle. Had you have been working in mechanics from the age of your mid-twenties until your 66th birthday, I'd feel confident to say at that point that you know vehicles. Well, what about calm? Can you vouch for calm? Can I vouch for him that he's not called John? Okay, I'll let you off. (laughs) So I've got a picture of the vehicle here so you can see what it would have looked like. If you'd just like to check that out quickly. That's a proper gangster car. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) So what we're looking at, I don't know the model of the car, make or model, but it's, you see it in the old 50s. It's an old Chrysler. Not even 50s, like 30s. Oh yeah, you did say. The old 30s films, gangster films where you'll find it a gang of them, obviously, hanging out of the windows. With a Tommy gun. With a Tommy gun. <laughs> it's a Tommy gun! Oh, that's a beautiful car, though. Yep, fully restored, because they know their way around motors. If anyone is out there listening, I may also give Kev's left nut for this car as well. What is your obsession with my nuts? It's not, it's the car. Why is it always my nut? Well, I'm not going to give my own. You could We've pay money. through this. Why do you think people are going to give valuable things for my nuts? My nuts have been through wars, son. Wars. They've earned their stripes. (laughs) And their hairs. (laughs) (laughs) So as them Nunes boys were making their way down the quiet, mean streets of Argentina, Calm took the ramp to a motorway. As he did... An olive green pickup truck literally appeared behind them like magic. Remember, this This is is gang warfare. uh, Would have looked something like the picture I'm about to show you, Mooney. For our listeners, you know the truck from Jeepers Creepers. This vehicle looked not too dissimilar to that, but without the cow catcher bit on the front, with an open back and boogie green. (laughs) That is an official colour. 
It's a nice looking truck, but I wouldn't have it over the other one. I can really profoundly remember seeing Jeepers Creepers in the cinema. And whenever I see one of these trucks now, I just strongly associate it with that. I'm thinking there's a killer in that truck. I was actually about to ask. It appeared behind them like magic. Mm -hmm. Was there a driver? Don't know at this point, but I see where you're going. (laughs) (laughs) The boogie truck passed passed them Nunes boys and immediately slowed down in front of the Nunes boy's car. Calm's foot was pressed to the gas, but the Nunes boy's car began slowing down too. Calm remained calm and continued to follow the boogie truck at the mystically determined speed they were driving at. Then the truck disappeared. So did the road. What? What do you mean the road disappeared? Well, as in they just started driving on like gravel or grass or nope, just another form of... Just nothing. No. No. What? Makes sense, doesn't it? No. (laughs) The road didn't just disappear. That's nonsense. Hey, ma'am. So if it disappeared, what were they driving on? Did the car just stop? Did they all of a sudden float? Were they in a craft? So obviously... Were they on a surfboard? We're going to get into this. But what do you think it is? Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so, Granville is fully on board at this point. You lost me at the road disappearing. Let's roll then, shall we? Well, they clearly didn't. So the Nunes boys were understandably shocked. Fran screamed out, What happened to the truck? What happened to the road? <laughs> Before Calm could say anything, Fran shouted again, Where's the road? <laughs> You got a bit ahead of yourself there. The Nunes boys' vehicle was surrounded by darkness at this point, despite the lights being on full beam. It remained that way for a few minutes. Then, the Nunes boys' car suddenly entered a city at speed. The Nunes boys explained that the buildings just flew past and seemed to be one unending building with red lights coming from both inside and outside. They were so tall that the boys couldn't see the building's tops. Other than massive buildings on either side of the road, there was nothing. Before I carry on, let me just drop a little bit of science here. If you were travelling near the speed of light, light waves from stars behind you would spread apart and appear red. If you got so fast, eventually the light would shift completely out of the known visible colour spectrum to humans, so everything would fade to black so what you're saying right now is they happen to mario kart style (laughs) drift behind a vehicle in front that was going so fast that their car sped up to that exact same speed or even faster to be fair and then boom sort of i think there was a vehicle behind them wasn't it the olive green one was in front of them that's exactly what i'm saying yes they should have thrown a red shell. They put them out of that problem. <laughs> so you think they're basically playing Mario Kart? Yeah. I reckon this is a VR game. In 1978? Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. So just two buildings, one either side. Yep. Continuous. Well, if... Reddish. What you're saying did happen, were they actually buildings? What else would they be? Don't know. I mean, they can't really see colour or anything. Can they see anything 
Or is it just their brain creating something there, like this story? <laughs> so you don't think there's any way that they might have been picked up by some sort of alien vessel? No. <laughs> I didn't want to give you the satisfaction <laughs> of me saying maybe. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I've got a question. All right. The car has been restored to its former glory. How, like, is this the first time they've taken the car out since it's been restored? Not that I know of, no. Is it possible that fumes are leaking into the car? <laughs> And making them... I mean, I can't say that that's not a definite possibility. I wouldn't say high, but it's certainly affecting them. Frickin' high. (laughs) (laughs) They've become intoxicated on the fumes. So you've pulled out an alternative theory here. The Nunez boys would specify that the red light up in the sky was a ceiling, not a sky. Theory time! Is it possible that they were abducted and they were in a giant aircraft rather than in a city, so to speak. Or maybe they went to Mars. They did see red after all. Or could LSD have been involved? I'm not saying that it was, I'm just spitballing theory. Any further thoughts? Hookers and beer. It's possible that they got picked up by an aircraft like an invisible one was I wouldn't say uh, it's weird to say travelling in front of them mm-hmm. but then we don't know the shape size of the aircraft or anything like that so we have no idea but say for example you know when you see in films a large aeroplane come in front of a vehicle and it's ramp comes down and then the car goes up the ramp and into the yeah, back of the plane. Yeah, yeah, Like that. Okay. But obviously the vehicle's invisible so they don't know that's happening and they obviously said they didn't feel any bump going up so mm. maybe it just raised them. Um, does their car carry on drive, like switched on and driving the whole time? Does it stop at all yes we're going to get onto that any second now but essentially the car has been taking over but it's still going okay oh what if it's on once it it sounds really weird but what if that spaceship had dino rods in so what they are is you put your car on a dino which are these rolling yeah yeah, so it goes on and it's literally that still but the wheels are still going because the dinos taking the wheels <laughs> they were testing the no. speed of our vehicles <laughs> quite possibly <laughs> but it's to allow well not to allow them to still feel like they're moving but it doesn't allow them to think they've stopped if that mm. makes sense yeah yeah it's a good idea so the Nunez boys car steering was fixed as if being controlled by something else The boys also noticed quiet music, which was not from their car system. But then, after about 15 minutes, the red vanished and they were back on a street near their home. So they drove home. When they got home, Fran's wife asked why the funk they were so late. They'd been gone longer than expected. 
Calm explained with the following statement. We went to a place where nobody goes. Neither man would elaborate. Hookers and beer. (laughs) (laughs) So they went looking for hookers and beer or they were in a bar and then they bought some hookers? I think they went looking for hookers and beer. (laughs) Not necessarily hookers. Uh, Maybe they went to a strip club or an establishment similar. (laughs) A reputable establishment of the finest titty variety. And uh, maybe they went for some father and son bonding. So you think that they went out, had a bit of bonding time and didn't want mum to know about it because dad is banging a hooker? Quite possibly. (laughs) I mean, if I don't think most mums would appreciate (laughs) their husbands taking their sons to uh, strip clubs and titty joints. (laughs) Possibly not. For hookers and beer. So following the incident, both men just tried to return to their normal lives. Neither spoke to each other until three weeks later. Uh, Hold on, hold on. They didn't speak to each other. Yeah. Hmm. So, some lady got between them, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> they both wanted the same hooker. Yep. And she went to Pops. Oh. And Calm and got the hump. Maybe. Not literally. <laughs> maybe Junior was uh, threatening to tell Mum. Ah, yeah. Fran got the hump, so Calm got the hump. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially, they both got the hump. But then... Some lovely lady humps. <laughs> hump is such a good word. Fran suddenly had a realisation that they had left Earth. <coughs> Fran also... Was, sorry. They were so high that they left Earth. <laughs> Technically? <laughs> Fran also felt that since the incident... Both his knowledge and strength had grown. <laughs> that is such bullshit. How? <laughs> he, uh, has he has he joined the gym since the incident? Has he? Would you get that strong in a week or three weeks? You could get stronger than what you were. Mm, noticeably in so. that time. Um, it depends what you're doing to notice that you've got stronger. Like, if you were lifting heavy objects day in, day out, you might notice the slight strength. If, um, as a mechanic, he was struggling to undo bolts with with his tools, but now all of a sudden those bolts are just easily coming undone, that is something you would notice. What about if you went shagging the same hooker for three weeks, proper going at it pummeling the poor lady would he get stronger through that maybe she had a few extra pounds around the hips um, and he was lifting that again it would depend on i wouldn't say your definition of strength but where your markers are what are you testing are you testing the strength in each stroke hump and his wife because against hump and the hooker she's like oh you can lift me now essentially if he's, unless he's not lifting, the humps, his glutes, hamstrings, 
quads, hips <laughs> should get stronger. Therefore, each pump would necessarily wouldn't always be stronger. Um. <laughs> but he would get stronger. Uh, I feel like I'm deep diving into this theory <laughs> of beer and hookers. I'm gonna really struggle to stay on track for the rest of this now. So word spread, and eventually, National Enquirer journalist Bob Pratt got wind of this. Pratt would both speak to the Nunes boys and have them undergo hypnosis. The results of the hypnotic regression sessions were interesting and may back up that theory about the spacecraft. I have a question about the Nunes boys. Yes. Does it state why they stopped speaking? Or did Mm. they just stop speaking? I think they both kind of just felt awkward about what they'd experienced. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it! Ah, maybe he saw parts of his dad that he really didn't want to see. <laughs> they were both out, really, really drunk. No, they were approached by a group of hookers, and they both looked at each other in their drunken state and thought that it was a good idea. They were like, "No man should see this." <laughs> or the dad looked and saw that the son's wang was like <laughs> ten times bigger than his, and he was like, "That's not my boy." <laughs> I don't know. No son of mine. <laughs> so they undergo yeah. regression therapy like all of them tend to. Yeah. So when they underwent regression therapy, mm-hmm. did it state exactly how many beers they'd all had that night? No, but should we get into the therapy? Yeah, why not? So whilst under hypnosis, both Fran and Calm remembered entering large tunnels to underground parking before finally arriving at the Red City. Calm would further divulge that several months earlier, in January 1978, the whole family had seen two UFOs over Mendoza. But on the night of the Nunes boys' possible abduction, UFOs had been witnessed by others including City Watchman Marcos Palmer, 35, and Gilberto Caballero, 48. Both watchmen would state that they witnessed a whole fleet of UFOs near the soccer stadium, and they were so amazed that they began stopping traffic to point it out to others passing. The objects were said by Palmer to be round and bright, the size of a smaller car and numbering around 30. The crafts were silent. Caballero, however said there were nearer to 500 crafts. That's a huge difference. <laughs> so between 30 and 500? I mean, which one needs glasses? In the distance behind the fleet, there was reported to be a much bigger craft which remained motionless in the air. This incident was actually reported by the Argentina police force as the Nunes boys were known to be honest, hard-working men who often repaired cars for the police. The police would say that they don't know what happened to the Nunes boys, but something did happen to them. Do you reckon this place where nobody goes? <laughs> the strip club, yeah. Like, the police are in, the Nunes boys are in, Like, they all go there, but none of them want to admit to going there because it's just they'd get in trouble from their wives. So the police are like, we've got to back them up here. Let's say that something happened when it didn't. (laughs) 
Just They're all get, in on it. Yeah. <laughs> the so whole like, of my poo. It's an elaborate story that has got out of hand simply to cover their asses. <laughs> and it mentions that they entered large tunnels to an underground parking. Yeah. Before arriving at the Red City. So they had underground parking at the Red City, yeah. The Red City is the red light district. <laughs> <laughs> they parked up and walked up to the streets. They were so high, they probably thought they were still in their cars. And then they went in and uh, hookers and beer. Hookers and beer. <laughs> it's very hard to argue with the points you're making. <laughs> Because it's logical. The man who hypnotised the Nunez boys was adamant that they were telling the truth. Dr. Carlos Wittenstein and Dr. Hector... Sorry, sorry, sorry. The man who hypnotised them... Yep. Is it one of the two doctors that you're about to mention? No. He's in on it too then. (laughs) (laughs) He's helping to cover their asses so they don't get in trouble. It's like a... Like... The whole town. Town conspiracy. This poor wife. Or city. What has she done? She doesn't deserve this. Nothing. But maybe these men need to blow off steam and uh, the place where nobody goes. (laughs) There's a lot of cop cars to repair (laughs) that have got damage from cop activities. (laughs) Cops have got stronger. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Dr. Carlos Wittenstein and Dr. Hector... Bassera would also investigate this case and Dr. Wittenstein would later say that he and Dr. Barcera investigated 272 alien cases and the Nunez boys case was one of only five that was true. All five cases had seen the Red City. There we have it. Mic drop. These... So they're counting the Nunez boys as... Not two separate stories here, so it's not two of the five. <laughs> no, this is one this story. This is one, so this is one of the five. Correct. Are the other four members of my poo? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not entirely sure at this point, having not deeply probed the others. Is this one giant cover-up? All because Fran... Banged a hooker. Or well, what if they're all banging the hookers but don't want to get uh, in trouble? Oh, there's a massive home. prostitution ring. Possibly. We can never go to this place now. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to hate you. <laughs> maybe. maybe. I- hookers and beer. <laughs> it sounds like a good place to go, to be <laughs> fair. I guess the main question here is... Was it a coincidence that the Nunez boys saw a UFO month earlier? Or had they been scoped out and targeted by UFOs? I think you'll find the main question here is, is this bullshit or is this bullshit? I thought you were going to say, is this hookers and beer? Well, we know it is, to be fair. So for reference, here are the Nunez boys. Also, I'm just going to... Sweep straight over that comment of yours. I want you to see the Nunez boys so that you can see the truth in their eyes. If you'd like to check them out. Okay, it's a father and son sitting in the front of a car. Um, 
the picture looks like one that would be taken for a cover, either a article picture or National Enquirer, possibly. Yeah, cover yeah. of a book or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they're both sat in the front, and they're both turning to the truthfully sat to the back of the car, truthfully, with their elbows on truthfully the car seat. resting on the car seat. Now, what you cannot see is what is being held in their hands. Maybe there is a beer in those hands. <laughs> or... But look at the honesty. You can just feel it. No. There's a beer in their hands. Surely. Drink driving. I think he just wanted to uh, take his son out. Maybe his son's not good with women, or he's never had a girlfriend. Mm. So Pops was like, Let's go to uh, the place where nobody goes. And make a boy a man. Exactly. (laughs) And maybe the boy liked a specific girl, but Pops was like... Make a man a bigger man. (laughs) She's mine. And that's why they didn't speak for three weeks. Uh... Because maybe it was the girl that he actually liked and he found out that she works there and that... (gasps) Oh... Papa was uh, humping away. Bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, little Nunez got the hump because Big Nunez got the hump. Precisely. Her lovely lady humps. <laughs> Do you know, the more I'm looking at this picture of them now, you can almost see some passive aggression in <laughs> Calm's face. <laughs> and Fran's. Like looks- he really doesn't want to take that picture. <laughs> Fran looks like he's just done the business somewhere. He looks so content and happy with himself. He's even got a tiny little smirk. (laughs) But Calm does not. His eyes have seen things that no sons should see. You saw where that extra strength came from. (laughs) So yeah, that's actually my probe probed today. We had a UFO sighting in January 1978. Then in July, the Nunez boys were driving home when a boogie green truck followed them. Next thing they know, they feel the car has slowed and everything fades to black, including the road, which would be scientifically accurate if travelling around the speed of light. Then they're suddenly in a city lit up predominantly red with massive buildings either side of one main road. They hear eerie, calming music that's not coming from the car stereo. Next thing you know, they are back in their hometown. They've been to a place where nobody goes. That same night, a whole fleet of UFOs had been seen in the sky by numerous witnesses, including the Watchmen. They were hypnotised and remembered being taken to this red city. Both the police and reputable doctors felt that something had indeed happened to the Nunez boys. Case closed. Any final thoughts before we conclude? The place where they heard the eerie, calming music. Yep. Just went out off to a different room, didn't they? Private show. <laughs> Jazz. Yep. <laughs> Saxophones were playing. Precisely. <laughs> Hookers and beer. <laughs> Son, it's your birthday. <laughs> I know you ain't had no lady in your life. We're going to make you a man tonight. Don't tell your mama. I kind of feel like if... I know this is your investigation, your probe. Mm-hmm. But if the answer isn't hookers and beer, I feel it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, we both give an answer. The question yeah. is not, is it hookers and beer, no, though? <laughs> it should be. 
So, <laughs> poor Mrs. Nunez. So look, the son is in a really difficult place there, isn't he? Because you don't want to tell your mum that you've been with a prostitute. But equally, you don't want your mum to be cheated on by your dad who's banging a prostitute that you want to bang. What, what if it's not only a prostitute that he wanted to bang, but like I said earlier, he actually liked this girl and knows her outside of Ooh. the red light district. And then his dad and is... Yeah, it's actually the one he likes and he's what? having trouble with. What if he was ready to go with her and then the dad was like, I'll give you an extra tenner just to be an ass because he knew the son didn't have it. He'd only give the son 50 quid. And he's like, I'll give you 60 just as he's about to take his trousers off. Look at some beer. So... <sighs> Are you saying that it was aliens? No, I am not. <laughs> I don't think at one point I've even thought that. Maybe at the start with Silver Surfer. And mm. if it wasn't him, then it was bullshit. So, I, sorry, I was just about to say I don't realise how true that statement was when I said it. <laughs> so I'm not saying that it was aliens and I'm not even going to pretend. This case is one of those ones where it's extremely outlandish. There were a couple of convincing tidbits in there. I mean, the science stuff about seeing the red and fade into black and whatnot. That's accurate. And I don't feel that the Nunes boys, certainly not in 1978, would have been able to know that. And obviously we had several witnesses there, which was also interesting in terms of sighting scene. All vouching for one another. Meanwhile, the Nunez boys didn't seek or gain any money or cult following. And actually, this case isn't even hugely well known in all but the most serious of UFO circles. But like I say, it's slightly outlandish and I've just been hooked on the hookers and beers. <laughs> I cannot argue with that. Do you have any final thoughts on the matters? No. It, it's just hookers and beers. That's, that's where I'm, gonna, I'm at. I'm going to have to change the title of this one, or name this one, sorry. Hookers and beers. <laughs> the Nunes boys story. <laughs> but yeah, right. That's the show for today. Thank you so, 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 so much for listening to But It Was Aliens. You should know the socials by now. We're at But It Was Aliens on the Twitter. On the we're at But It Was Aliens podcast on Instagram. You can catch us each and every Thursday probing a new case. And we also love to hear your suggestions, so please do get in touch if you've got anything you'd like us to probe. Thanks again for listening. Do you think that dinosaurs were aliens? What if aliens are dinosaurs? And they came here on a comet. Or asteroid. That sounds slightly backwards, but it could be true. Do you think that seagulls are aliens? Seagulls are pricks. Dirty little bastards. Twats. Twats! Do you think that space monkeys will be aliens? They already are. We mentioned them earlier. The uh, silverback greys. <laughs> Maybe we'll find out next time. But until then, the truth is up there. Hashtag 